What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Noah Alvarez here. Shout out to all the listeners, whether you're a day one listener or you're relatively new to the show. Welcome. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Also, really quickly want to shout out Generic Sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background. If you are a fan of this instrumental, be sure to go check out his band camp. And if you're someone in the market for beats, definitely be sure to go support your local producer producer also shout out to vince correa he helped design the my mike and i logo that you're currently seeing in your screen he also helps a ton with the my mike and i instagram page which you guys should go give a follow if you're on the platform at my period mike and period i but yeah every week we have a guest we pull out a uh, a quote that i like from the show from the conversation that we have and he does this cool edit for the my mike and i instagram page so definitely recommend you guys check it out I have a lot of fun with that my Mike and I Instagram page too. I do the synopsis videos and I'm trying to get really creative. I'm putting on my artistic cap on, doing some some fun shoots with the, the camera on here with my girlfriend and I or someone, you know, whoever can videotape it for me. It's a lot of fun. I definitely have a lot of fun too. Shout out to my girlfriend for being so willing to take those videos for me, even though I don't always get in the first take, just like this recording. You know, it's almost midnight here. And I got work at 5 a.m. the next morning. But I love what I do, and I hope you guys do too. And that's what keeps inspiring me to continue to put out this podcast. Now, enough of me rambling, guys. I did want to go into this week's show. Uh, Before we do that, though, really quickly, just want to remind you guys we're available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, as well as the Big Heads Podcast Network. Now, if you don't know what you're unfamiliar with, the Big Heads Podcast Network is a network with a collection of podcasts just like this one but there's another podcast on there called in a city like yours now if you're wanting to know a little bit more about that show here's a commercial describing a little bit more about what they're all about i'm michael the host of the semi-monthly podcast in a city like yours Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think and keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Boom, Noah Alvarez here, back in action for episode 94 of the podcast. And I know you guys have been wanting more and more podcast content, and we are going to be bringing it to you. Uh, just like I said, man, we're just going to try and expand as much as we can, not only with the My Mike and I Instagram page, but as well as on the YouTube channel as well. If you don't already, follow me and subscribe to my channel on YouTube. Go follow me. It's Noah Alvarez, just my name. Right now, I only have one My Mike and I podcast up on there the one that we did for kobe um but the plan is to record video with these conversations in the future and they're going to be not an entire you know i I know a lot of these podcasts run over an hour they're not going to be the entire hour conversation or hour plus but it'll be snippets maybe 20 30 minutes here and there with the artist and then you know just kind of give you some visuals of me interacting with the guests because i think that's really important too there's definitely some times where i've had really detailed conversations or like with Colorblind a few uh, weeks ago, where he was trying to show me his design on his shirt. And, you know, it, it doesn't do this justice when you're listening to it audio only 
versus seeing the actual visual to go with it. So it's something that I'm looking to expand upon. And, you know, just trying to expand the podcast on all platforms. We're just really hitting the gas here. All gas, no brakes here with the Mike and I podcast. Because we're chasing dreams out here. We're not chasing checks. That's the motto to live by. Now, on to this week's episode. Episode 94's guest. This was a really fun conversation. If you're a Virgo, you guys are really going to fuck with this one. Because Brian Bautista, uh, he's a homie of mine now. He's also a fellow Virgo. He's also an Orange County artist. He talks about his journey when he first got into rapping to now some of the stuff that he's currently working on. He talks about some of the lulls and the obstacles that he's had to overcome in his life and his career journey. So it's a really dope conversation. Like I said, we really clicked because we're both Virgos. We both kind of have like a, a very similar style, very similar work ethic, and a very similar passion for what we do. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation between Brian, Bautista, and I. For the recording, what's the most nervous you've been like with any with all the podcasts? <sighs> now you're like, all right, man. Kind of like, damn, this is a dope person. Like, you know, I gotta be on my game. Probably Manny Jimenez. Yeah. Episode eighty. Hearing all that stuff on, huh? like, yeah, because oh, even when I was like just messaging him on Instagram to come on, uh-huh. he was. Or I saw, you know, he sent me his link to all his work, and he said he worked on Training Day and oh. a few other like dope TV shows that I've recognized. And I'm just like, oh, like <laughs> he's not like he's not like you know what I mean. He was definitely he really the biggest person, you yeah. know what I mean? He's gotten to work with people on training day. Like, he's met Denzel. Okay, damn. Like, I got to be on top of my stuff, make sure I do my homework and everything. So, yeah, yeah that was super cool. Just, like, getting yeah. to interview him and everything. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That was crazy. First question I wanted to ask you, uh-huh. especially in rap right now, hip-hop artists, they like to use alternative names. They don't like to use a real name. Mm-hmm. How come you chose to just go with yours? Um, I... That's definitely been like, like up for change right now, cause um definitely something pivotal to me was is the word gold to me, but um, I think it'd be like an AKA thing, but I don't think I'll officially go by gold, but Brian is like, I think I've been so real on my music, you know like why would I why would I put this fake name behind or in front of me when I'm spitting nothing but the truth, so I feel like a lot of rappers I think want to give themselves fake names cause they have fake ass music, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like uh, I've always been true to it. And no matter what. But if there was a name for me to go by, it would be gold. Not because, like... Yeah. I think gold has so much worth to it, you know? And I think when I, when I think of my music, I think so much worth and so much I put into it. So much value. But it's definitely enough for grabs. I've been thinking about it lately, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were a kid, who was some of your first inspirations? That Who inspired you to pick up a mic and record? Oh man, my, one of my biggest inspirations right now is J Cole. I feel like I've rocked with J Cole for so long, even like before he dropped like a. There's a project called Any Given Sunday that he dropped when he was going out to. I think he was going to New York State, but this was when I was young, probably like ten or twelve. My brother put me on to J Cole, and then, just his his lyrics and his voice were so appealing because I think that, that's one of the biggest things is like, anybody can have say something but you have to have the voice for it you know that's why people a lot of people ghostwrite for people mm-hmm. and I feel like he had the whole package with J. Cole like just what his music was and the message and as I got older you can see the change of his character through his music and that's why I've always stayed so true to him and that's that's my biggest inspiration to stay to stay truthful in what I do yeah. you know and I think that that's just the biggest thing man because if you're not if you're not saying what's true to yourself then it's kind of like a big facade. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of hurts, you know, because that's just 
a biggest that's in the game right now, man. That's what it is. Everybody talks about guns, drugs, but when they do interviews, they say, "Oh no, man, I don't have that. Don't come at me with that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fake, yeah. Like yeah. you mentioned earlier. It was crazy too about J Cole was like, you know how like every artist kind of has like their song that you yeah. kind of, or at least as a listener, you're kind of like, "Oh man, they could be it." I remember listening to Sideline Story, uh-huh. and that song Lost Ones. Yeah. Man, that was just yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like I was like, oh. Oh, J. Cole has bars like this. Yeah. Okay, like, he's going to be one of the next great ones. You yeah, know? definitely. That's kind of was, like, my moment for me. What's your favorite J. Cole song? The first one that I... That Lost Ones is, is a great song, though. That's the one he talks about his ex-girlfriend. He's pregnant. Yeah. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But um, my favorite J. Cole song... The first J. Cole song I heard was Higher by J. Cole. It was on uh, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, It was called Higher, but right now, I think it'd probably be... um. Man, that's a hard one, honestly. There's so you have so many good ones. I think most pivotal will probably be like inspiration will be I think January twenty fourth, was that the last song on his on his uh January twenty eighth? On uh on uh Forest Hills Drive. Mm. I think he has the last that's song. Right, yeah. It's got January twenty eighth, but inspirational songs that but like hype songs, it's gotta be like KOD's new album. Because yeah. I think he infused trap. With his old stuff, and he did. He even says how he it was ups- beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He's even saying like I studied, I studied um, your your cadence, mm-hmm. and then now I'm the greatest right now off of uh, the middle child, mm-hmm. you know, and that that just showed in Kod that just showed how versatile he can be, mm-hmm. and still and still have that, have that persona of of, of him as an artist, yeah. you know, but music has changed over the last like you know every it always changes if you if you really look at it, mm-hmm. and it's always about that new wave of generation. That's why I think a lot of the the discussion of the old heads versus the new heads mm-hmm. in the game right now, it's like man, you have to you have to realize that everything complexifies everything you know, everything does to 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 people as they get older to technology, everything changes, you know that's that's where I think I was told you when I was sending you my new music I was all like man you gotta listen to my new stuff because mm-hmm. I'm more of an artist than an MC now because mm-hmm. I think when I first started rap I was like yeah I wanna be an MC I just wanna spit straight bars the whole time for you know for three minutes I'm spitting bars y'all listen to my bars you know yeah but then I kind of saw it as like I, I, I'd i rather have people have a good time than mm-hmm. rather think the whole time because I definitely got I got joints that you do probably with their homies and you're smoking and you're thinking and you're just vibing with two or three people and you're chilling and having a good time but I want I want I want, I want people to dance to it I want yeah. pretty girls to dance to my music because <laughs> if you think about it it's messed up but but the game right now if your music can make a girl dance, it's probably gonna make money. Yeah, you know, because it's played more often. That, like in clubs and stuff like that, clubs would rather have a lot more girls because girls bring guys. Mm-hmm. So I think with my music, I'd rather have more of an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely that man. Mm-hmm. Who inspired you to make that switch up? Who inspired me to make that switch? I think it was just more myself growing as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like. I want to take different regions. I want to, I want to take, uh, I want to take my 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 vocals to different pitches instead mm-hmm. of just you know being that one monotone guru type and just spitting bars. Mm-hmm. I want to, um, what does that say, man? Like opening up different lanes. Yeah, yeah, open up different lanes. You know, get different lanes and 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 not being afraid to challenge myself. You know, because I, I think that challenges definitely make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Every challenge you face, definitely look back. Like I said. Everyone wants to worry about the next five steps, but you forgot about the ten miles you just walked, you know. So that that inspired me. Mm-hmm. It's myself, and like I wanna I wanna challenge myself because mm-hmm. 
I don't know, you see a lot of battle rappers and stuff like that. Like battle rappers don't really make good albums. <laughs> you know, no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that dude that just spit bars. Because I was even if I was never a battle rapper, even like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I started rapping. Everyone wanted to battle rap. He's like, I don't. I don't battle rap. You know, like I'd rather have a cipher and let's see, let's see who's dope. Yeah. You know, but I was never like that type of aggressive to be like it's battle rap, homie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> you were telling me you bounced around high schools a little bit in Orange uh-huh. County. Were there a lot of people that you? That were interested in your music back when you were in high school. Oh, uh, I, I started, I started rapping at senior year. Oh, okay. Senior year, so I never like, I was bouncing from high school to high school because I was getting kicked out of my crib to my mom and dad's actually, but um, so but I had like two friend groups, one from Beckman and then one from Loera High School, and then once I left Beckman the last time, to go senior year on Loera, like I started music actually. And then definitely I got so much support from everyone around me, even at a young age. It was beautiful. <laughs> like, because if you think about uh, a lot of guys that rap, you know, like, hey, yeah. I'm a rapper. Hey, my homie raps. And you're like, your homie doesn't rap. He's probably garbage. He's trash. But Yeah, negative connotation for everything, sure. Everything, negative connotation <laughs> to it. That It's got that It's got that, that aura like, oh, man, he's probably, you know, not the smartest. He just wants to take that way out because he yeah. doesn't want to get a job, this and that. Mm-hmm. But God knows I'm taking the bus at 4 a.m. to go to work. And then, yeah, I call myself an artist, you know? Like, uh-huh. yeah, you have to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot what the question was. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Just, you know, how was how did people... When did it, I guess, click for you that people, like, really fucked with your music? Oh, um, <laughs> I was in this production class. Like, uh, when I started rapping, uh, I was in this production class. And they're like, hey, we need people to record something. This is, like, two, three weeks into rapping. And I was like, this is a perfect opportunity, like... Like God laid this down and said, hey, man, like you want to start this? I'm going to give you another opportunity to open it up mm-hmm. and for you to give this message to the people instead of just telling people, yeah, I make music. I walked in that production room and I was I was definitely super shy. I was super shy in like saying my raps because I didn't rap in front of people. The first time I rap was by myself and I knew mm-hmm. I could do it. And then one day there were like, like 15, 20 kids and then like in the corner there was just like a mic and then a soundboard and a dude with the headphones. So it wasn't like boxed off or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was kind of, I was rapping kind of soft. And then the production teacher, Mr. Chavez <laughs> at Loera, man. Like, we had some good times and some bad times, Mr. Chavez. But um, he was all like, you wrote those lyrics, right? And I was like, yeah, I did. And then um, he was like, man, like, he's like, Sam, like, you wrote them and you mean it. And I, oh. once he said that, I literally found my voice. You know? okay. Like, I literally found my voice to rap. I remember it was like a snap of the fingers. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, my chest up. And like, I got something to say. You have to listen to it because I know it's good. Now, that sounds horrible. Like, not know it's good. No, it's good. But I know that what I'm giving off is... When I rap, I know what I'm giving off is... Is like... I don't say it's it has to be heard, but... It's good enough to take a listen to, to give yeah. me a chance on it. You I know what you. I mean? And that's like... That's important, I think. You have to be not only confident in yourself and your abilities, but you have to be comfortable with yourself and your abilities, for sure. And, like, comfortable... Man, I remember when I first started this podcast, like, I didn't really tell people I started a podcast. You know, I was just kind of like, yeah, I have a podcast. Like, all right, don't ask me about it again. You know, I was kind of shy. And, like, you have to be comfortable with, like, putting yourself out there and kind of, like, hey, this is what I do. You know, you should come... You have to check it out. Because that's the only way people are going to fuck with you. Yeah. You know, and I I think sometimes, especially, like, in in your lane, artists... We always like to listen to the people who are already there. Yeah. But obviously, like, they weren't always there. They were probably, they were at the beginning, too. We'd like to think Kendrick Lamar and Jay Coles and those guys, they never had the phase where they had to ask their homies and their homies' homies to Show check them. their SoundCloud or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, definitely. But man, they had to do it, it, too, at one point, you know? Yeah. So 
You just have to be confident and comfortable with yourself, man. That's the, that's the biggest key I've learned. Yeah, the, the comfortable part, that's a big thing because you can you can write lyrics and they could be hard, but if you walk in that studio and then you don't you don't spit it like you mean it, then you're not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But confidence, I think that that's a big thing because if you don't believe in yourself, who will believe you? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Because if, if you don't buy into yourself, then they're not going to buy into you. Basically, that's what it comes down to. It's them taking that risk on you. It's like, hey, I'm going to vouch for you. You better vouch for yourself when it comes down to it because I can't be left in the dust like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that first song you recorded in Mr. Chavez's class, uh, do you, what do you remember about it? Uh, that song was called uh, was called Thoughts for a Dreamer. I remember. Oh, that's um, the one on SoundCloud then. Yeah, it's that first okay. one on SoundCloud. I got a video of me. Uh, I got a video of me rapping at the bottom of my Instagram then, and that's like one of the first videos of of my of my Instagram. And just that was such a such a pivotal moment. Like I got so much support from like everyone because I said I said uh, constructive criticism is welcome. Everyone was like, "This is awesome!" Like, how long have you been doing this? Like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I've been doing this for like two months now, and like I really think that I can I could chase this. And if mm-hmm. you guys want to support me, that'd be amazing. And I've got nothing but some from I've def, I've gotten nothing but support from like all of my family. Mm-hmm. And I got I think God knows that a lot of people around me and a lot of people that have messaged me it's always been like love. Mm-hmm. I just I'm ready for all that hate though. Once once my name starts to buzz and they start to hate me, that's when I know I was like, hey man, like my back's against the wall and I'm just I'm starting to make it. You know mm-hmm. like if but yeah man. Yeah, haters can be a good thing. Yeah, sure. hate's definitely good. I'm waiting for that. Like I'm ready, you know, because mm-hmm. I've I've done I've done a lot of things by myself, and I've I've conquered a lot of demons in my room writing songs, mm-hmm. you know. So like I'm ready for everything else now. Cause it, yeah, like you can't defeat me if I can't defeat myself, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I I take a lot of I put a chip on my shoulder every single day, saying, "Man, you have to be the best." You know, it's like you said on the football field. You know, like mm-hmm. if. At the end of the day, if, if you don't if you don't feel like you're the best on the football field, you're gonna get hurt. Because mm-hmm. every single time you collab with that one person, you have that little weakness. They're gonna run you over. Yeah, but like for sure. But if if you have that that fearlessness inside of you, and you have that animal that says like, like I'm so hungry, I'm gonna do anything, and then that's definitely what drives you every single day. Because anybody can be passionate about anything, but you have to like love to do it. I think yeah. that comes with passion, but it kind of came out wrong. But. You have to love what you do to keep on doing it, like. Because <laughs> then it doesn't even feel like yeah. you're doing it. It just yeah. it's so it comes so natural, you know. This girl, this girl told me, um, in the spark of the moment, she said, like, uh, rock climbers don't love getting to the top; they love to climb. Yeah. Like that's why they keep on doing it. They don't yeah. like reaching the top because they love <laughs> to climb up that thing, you know. Yeah. And then once she said that, I was just like, like it's, it clicked so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, it opened up my eyes. I was like, oh man, that makes so much sense because. Like I said, in other words, I was telling you, um, like it's 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 about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Because when you look back, it's like, man, I did all this to gain this. Mm-hmm. So I think that you was. You gotta love uh, the process. You gotta love the sure. process. You One of the to. new rappers that I'm on, um, his name is Reason. He signed with TDE. Yes, know. yes. Bro, he talked about what that in one of his songs. I think it's State We In. Uh-huh. If I correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, man, he talks about you gotta be in love with the process. It's yeah, like, man. You know, and there's there's there are always gonna be tough days. I wanted to ask you, like, what are some tougher, tougher days that you had as an artist and, and being pursuing your industry? I actually had this label deal, man, a while ago. It was this, it was just this, uh, this just starting out label. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, whatever. It went sour, and I lost the label deal. And like, I was, it was studio time, it was exposure, everything. In mind, I was, I was like 19 years old, man. Like, mm-hmm. 
once I saw the opportunity, I thought this is like, this is what's gonna take me to the next level, you know? Because then, like, uh, like we said, we have to know people, you know? Like, honestly, this the the industry, the game that we're trying to chase, as in put us in front of the camera, and then we can bring people, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought that the opportunity was there with 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 this label, like, hey, we're gonna put you on, just bring people, as in like streams and shows and tickets. Yeah. But um. I lost that man that hurt me you know that really I asked myself like man did like if I lost this opportunity man like what else am I gonna lose you know mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm <laughs> I like to say I'm very emotionally driven you know because definitely I'm, I'm very passionate about things so when I love something I definitely tell my like I love it you know yeah. it's, and it's hard for me to like we're Virgos man you know what I mean yeah, like you know we're Virgos dog we're Virgos <laughs> we work but, too hard <laughs> yeah so you know you, you have you, you invest so much and and then it's sometimes it's easy for people to give up because they didn't invest that much. Yeah. But like with 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 me, man, I, and you probably you as well. Like you invest so much in it, and when it goes sour, you're like, "What could I have done to make it like make it better?" Mm-hmm. And you reflect on that, and I feel like, uh, yeah, like I, I broke my heart a lot with that. I think they they broke my heart one time. I broke my heart over and over again thinking about it. Yeah. You know, but um, that was definitely probably one of the hardest ones. Another know. time was like uh. I did this show in Hollywood, man. I bombed it <laughs> really Ooh. bad. Yeah, I bombed it really bad. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have a lot of people go. It was just like my immediate family, like my brother, my friends, and my mom. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just going on a stage and then bombing it. That's one time. And that and that label deal, that sucked. Mm-hmm. What happened on that stage? Oh, you, like- I was just super nervous, man. Like uh, I thought I went up there. Um, I'm not going to lie. I smoked a little before. Oh, I okay. should have smoked a little before. Once I other shows, I was sober. But now, like, I, I do all shows, so, but, uh, I don't even drink, but, yeah, just smoking, you know, it gets you out of that mind, and mm-hmm. I just wasn't moving, I, I missed the cue to get on, I think, and then I was like, I had to stop, and then kind of think about the lyrics, and I went on, but I've always, I've always, um, tried to keep myself very punctual and professional with music, mm-hmm. and all, and all, and everything, to recordings, to putting on music, because... I don't. I've always told myself like quality over quantity because I'd rather not water down my name with bad songs mm-hmm. than drop music when I know I was like, all right, this is a product that is that is a masterpiece to myself, and I know it will be also to others. Right. You know. And then um. Yeah, man. And just bombing that was like, oh, dude, that was super horrible. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, everyone has one of those. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and I promise that's not going to be my last one. So. <laughs> When so I saw going to shows and I bomb them, man, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if I bomb one or two more, but I promise I'll be sober. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's one of the greatest things in life, too, is like when you have moments like that, uh-huh. you need to use those as learning. Like they like there's that cheesy saying, turn a loss or an L to a learning lesson. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And so you, you really do, though. Like, you know, I'm sure, like you said, you're not going to smoke before or you're going to do shows sober. And like yeah. that's what you kind of learned and got from that outcome. And there's a lot of times, what we were talking about earlier, sometimes you have to, like, burn your hand over the fire yeah. just to kind of, like, okay, now I know that that actually burns me. I, I, I embarrass myself and whatever I did, now I can do it the proper way the next time, you know? Yeah, definitely. It prepares you for life. It's a harsh way, but, man, it freaking does, man. Yeah, I get tripped out because, like, uh, you talk to people that are definitely a lot older, and no matter how much you try to tell yourself, like, man, I'm not going to do that, what they just did, you eventually will. Yeah. Because then... And then like you said, you have to learn by the fire. And I was thinking about it as we walked in. I was like, honestly, that's how humans are. Mm-hmm. Anybody could tell you that, but I think mammals were the only ones. I've, I feel like I've read this somewhere, but humans are the only ones to have that 
instinct to do it anyways but like every other mammal like doesn't do it they see it's hot they're gonna back away they're not gonna try it mm. but then like with humans they have that instinct well, okay well maybe let's see if it will you know but most of the other animals like they just like here's they see it they feel it's hot they're backing up yeah that's crazy but that's what put us to where we're at now where we have like cities and yeah definitely that's why you know, we're, we're not like monkeys <laughs> yeah exactly or we're not living in the wild so that's pretty crazy actually to think about <laughs> yeah trying new things you know mm-hmm. complexifying mm-hmm so what were some new things, whether it's the music or just in life in general, that like after high school and you know around that age that were, you were kind of exposed to? Uh, what do you mean it as? Just new things in, in oh, life, okay. new challenges in art, new art, new challenges being an artist. I feel like I grew up at such a young age, man. To be honest, I feel like I uh, I really experienced life like super young and the hardships of life and seeing through what, like my family was going through. So I feel like once I got out of high school, I kind of. Everyone has that. I've seen everything. And you definitely do see new things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what some of my friends were going through at 18 out of high school, I was going through at 15. Mm-hmm. You know, as in like, starting home when I got to go to work. It's either work or school, you know, but I've been working since I was 15 years old. Like, what are you guys saying? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, just seeing hardships of life, you know? As in like money or or relationships going going down and you realize, that, hey man, like no matter how hard you try, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think just bills and stuff like that, you know, seeing outside. But I've always, everyone has bills. But uh, I don't want to sound like I've been through it all, but I feel like I did see life at, at a young age mm-hmm. compared to my other peers as in the right. ones I was going to high school with. But um, Yeah, for sure, matures, matures you quicker. Yeah, a lot. You know I mean? Yeah, a lot quicker, man. Yeah. It's crazy how uh, seeing life, like, as you get older, and then what they talked about you going through was like, hey, man, you out of high school you have to make a choice you know mm-hmm. it's either you're going to work or you go to school and I feel like when in high school I was kind of putting that out of my head because I had this it sucks but I had this facade that like not facade but right out of high school I'm going to get signed by a label mm-hmm. you know like I kind of didn't didn't focus on school too much I wasn't looking through college I was looking at like hey man at, at 19 I'm going to get signed I almost got that opportunity like I said with the with the whole label before but definitely uh, the high school was was probably the peak of it, mm-hmm. you know, of like having that. I want to say the peak of my music, but I saw what I was able to do in high school, mm-hmm. and I can. I want. I want to try to harness that energy and put it to my life now, because mm-hmm. I feel like I will totally excel in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's that confidence, and because I feel like in high school, man, music was like, um, music was fun. You know, I feel. I'm not saying music isn't fun now, but I feel like it's more like a business. Like, hey, man. Yeah. I'm not saying it's now or never, but. It's literally now or never, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I don't want, I like no way to put it like easy, but it's, dog, it's like it's now or never, you know. Because I don't want to look in ten years, fifteen years, and be like, "What if you could have made it?" You yeah. know, like hey, Batista, like, hey, bro, you could have made it, man. Because like God knows how much support I get, no, and it's unbelievable, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like um, it doesn't really register register sometimes how many people like actually like yo like I really like I really fuck with your shit, you know, mm-hmm. like bro, like don't stop. Cause like your shit inspires me, and it's like, oh man. Sometimes I felt like when I stopped music for a couple of years, I was wasting it. Mm-hmm. Like I was wasting talent, you know. Cause so many people are like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And I feel like as of recently, like I, I had this spark. Something came into my life, and it's like, "Yo, like now's the time." Mm-hmm. You know, start pushing media out there. Start pushing yourself out there as a, as a brand, mm-hmm. not only as an artist, as a brand. Because anybody can listen to music, but they have to go to your shows. They have to buy mm-hmm. your merch. Cause that's where you make the real money. Yeah, that's that that that's where you you get your name out there. Anybody can be like a. I don't want to be like you said, man. 
honestly, like you and I, we can't be average. You know, mm-hmm. we got too much talent not to be average. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have so much passion for it; it's unbelievable, and it, it that drives you to do it. No matter if you gotta, if you gotta eat ramen for a week straight, if yeah. you gotta take the bus to work, you gotta do it because. If that's what it takes, like I'm willing to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then the people that don't want to do it, that weeds them out. That yeah. pushes the people out. Like, hey man, like you're not fit for it. Mm-hmm. But but the people that stay through it, that that are willing to dig that extra that extra mile. You know, stay up that extra hour working on your craft, mm-hmm. willing to lose sleep, willing to not eat. Like those are the people that make it. I believe. Like, mm-hmm. I think I heard this saying was like, the only reason you're not there is because you haven't worked hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know. And you can be optimistic about it, saying like, "Hey, man, the glass is ha- the glass is half full. Like, it's gonna get worse before it gets better." Because yeah. like, I think with life is like, why would you mope down on it? You right. Know? Like, why would you, why would you stay in the place you're in and just be sad? Why not just like work your hardest yeah. to get out of it? Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's some people they don't have that work ethic. I think that's why, like, like especially you. I know you played sports. You played uh, football. I yeah. feel like football is such a great teacher of that. Like, there's there's gonna be a lot of like down moments, but. In football, for the most part, if you work hard, you can kind of get yourself out of those down moments. Crafts character. You know? Yeah. Yeah, crafts character, crafts work ethic. I think it crafts determination. Yeah, you know, seeing things all the way through the end, no matter what comes your way. And so it's just, I don't know, I think like sport, and I'm saying football because we played football, yeah, but I'm definitely. sure in other any sports sport. too, yeah, yeah, you feel it, whether you're in tennis or yeah. badminton, you're always learning that. And, and sports is such a good yeah. example, or a good teacher of that, man. Because... I remember too, like when I was in high school, before high school football games, oh. we I used to listen to this those cheesy YouTube videos where it was like that one guy I forgot his name Eric Thomas is it Eric Thomas Yes, where he's like he's like you gotta want success so bad that you want you don't even want to sleep like you yeah. forget to sleep yeah and you know we'd we'd li- me and my friends would uh, listen to that before a high school football game yeah. or maybe like even after high school a little bit when I was still trying to play JUCO and now. I can see it like come like I, I kind of understood it back then, but now because like you were young, I was eighteen, yeah. nineteen. I wasn't really tired. Like you know, I yeah. could stay up till twelve and wake up at four or five, yeah. and it would be no problem for me. But now it's like as I get older, like I don't say my body's slowing down because I'm only twenty five. Uh-huh. That, that sounds kind of stupid. Uh-huh. But you know what I mean? Now I feel myself getting tired a little bit more. Yeah, and like I have to push myself through certain tiredness where I'm like yawning, getting a cup of coffee, yeah. like I'm staying up till two three a.m. So I yeah. gotta get ready for work the next morning. But I'm just like trying to, you know, I understand what that guy was saying in those high yeah. school when I was watching in high school. I understand what he was saying more as a 25 year old. I'm like, oh shit, like yeah. that hits differently. You know? Now it's like, all right, really? Now you really have to want it's like, yeah. yo, you gotta, when you were, when you, when you were young, like definitely that's like made energy, but now you have to make that energy and push yourself through. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, Eric Thomas is dope, man. I remember he, I just listened to those in train. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. It was like, how bad? Like, yeah, how bad do you want it? Yeah, do you want it as bad as you want to breathe? Mm-hmm. That's when you would succeed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because basically the story was the prophet, right? He uh, pushed the guy's head underwater or something like that. And he's like, you got to want it so bad that you want like you want to breathe. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's a crazy perception, <laughs> yeah, perception like, oh, you know? It's either that or death. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, though. Like, when you have that kind of mindset, though, it's like you can do Oh, it's like you're an animal now. Things. Yeah. yeah. One thing my father always taught me was like, um, just pick your, put your back against the wall and fight because that's all you have. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, they, like that's all you have. It's just is is is. It's just like what you stood for as a man. Mm-hmm. You know, basically when like it's just like when you pass away, that's all it is. It's like your legacy you leave behind, and what do you want to leave behind? Like, man, I was stuck in a place I couldn't get out, or would you be that man? Like I put my back against the wall and I fought it out, mm-hmm. and now I'm here. You know. Mm-hmm. But like, work ethic will get you in a different place. Anybody can have talent, but 
I know every coach that's a good coach will take heart over talent any any day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that that one that has talent will perform every single time at the best, but that one talent guy is like kind of. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a it's just a hard bargain to go with that because mm-hmm. I feel like heart show sure, like that just goes with all my music, man. Like saying "shoot to it" and mm-hmm. having heart, like that's what registers people. Mm-hmm. No matter how much like, no matter how much the game right now is super like, f- like flood like infected with all this. I don't want to say like it's bad music. Everybody likes that music. That's kind of like you mm-hmm. know yeah party and stuff like that, but. It influences this generation to a point where people don't know that like rappers hold this this torch super low to the floor, and I'm trying to hold it super high because rap influences these kids to do things that they wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do feel like, and all this young generation is in like young kids are getting they're getting this 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 message from people they look up to to do drugs, mm-hmm. drink lean, objectify women. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and I'm just sitting here like, man, like if I got that chance mm-hmm. to be to be able to hold the torch, I would hold it higher than all of these people are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But This was crazy, too. Like we were talking about J. Cole earlier. Yeah. He talks about that in a song, 1985. Yeah. Like the response to Lil Pump's disc. Yeah. But, you know, like there's that one bar or the lyric where he's like, did you ever think about your impact? Mm-hmm. You know, these kids in the suburbs want to be, or they think that being black is what you are, whatever, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. and. I don't know, he just talks about that like on some OG type stuff and it, yeah. it's true though, you know? There's a lot of kids <clears throat> that were like, you know, like you said, we were talking about earlier too, they're ODing on the yeah. cans and they're passing away and look at the kids, not the kids, the rappers that have done that in the, in the past too, Yeah. you know? So there's actually people dying from it and these kids, you think, you know, you would say they would learn or these younger people, they would learn, but sometimes they fall victim to it too. Yeah, because they see, they see their idols doing these things that that they would never think about doing but mm-hmm. listen to music because music is such a universal language it could be just a beat like someone could play a beat for you and it'll make you feel a certain way mm-hmm. because music just has that just has that that um, that way to make you feel you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then if you put it in on a, on a beat that bangs and you say something like no matter if you can't hear what they're saying that they feel it you yeah. know and it could be I was in like a joint that wants people to pop drugs you know like mm-hmm. It just saddens me a lot, man, because they're they're using this they're using this rap what I love a lot, you know, what I would die for, and they're putting they're putting that that's what you're gonna put up there to these kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to each his own, dog. You know, I'm not yeah. hating on it to each his own. You know, listening your jams, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I support that. I definitely like to listen to this and that, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, yeah, man, I like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I like to, you know. Vibe out to the jams that make you know numb to it. Yeah, and there's <laughs> I feel like there's right now in the industry, especially hip hop and yeah, especially hip hop a lot. The music industry though is like very they gravitate towards what sells, and right now what's selling is hey, let's show your body if you're a female, if you're a guy, let's talk about all the females you get, let's talk yes. about um, doing drugs, sleeping lean, all that yeah. kind of stuff. There's a lot of that, and the industry is filled with like a lot of greed. Yeah, uh, filled with a lot of just people that are just money hungry. Yeah, you know. And I know you talked about that on one of your songs. That's why when you were talking about it right now, I was like down yeah. <laughs> uh, in my thoughts, bro. That was yeah. a good one. But just, it's, yeah. it's, it, they want to get on the radio, and that's what the radio is playing right now. Yeah. Basically, like, I saw this uh, one Russ interview. It was talking about um, they act like the game is, it's a competition between everybody else, but, like, it's enough for everybody, you know? Like, 
It doesn't have to be just because I made it. You don't have to make it. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why can't we all make it? Mm-hmm. You know, as in per se, whatever making it in your eyes is, you know. But yeah, man, industry kind of they. I don't know if you like to pimp butterfly for yeah. uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, album. It's one of my favorite, man. Yeah, man, and that basically is the same thing. What I was trying to cover the topic in, in my thoughts was was they're trying to take us us artists and then try to make us just make money off of you. You know, that's why. After not getting sounds at label, I kind of told myself, hey, man, if they want to sign me for 10K, I'm worth 100,000. If they want to sign me for 100,000, I'm worth a million. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that you're going to sit in that room and talk to A&R and be like, hey, man, like, we want to sign you because of this. We see something inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that's a, that's big everything up for grab, that, like, up for me decision I would make because mm-hmm. definitely I'm not going to make noise eventually. You know, like, someone will not, like, Someone will eventually hear and then see that inside of me and be like, okay, we see something in you. But that's just going to raise my confidence even more. Be like, all right, mm-hmm. I was dreaming of this. Now that I have it, now my dreams are getting bigger yeah. to a larger scale. You know, like, like I don't, you know what Jack Harlow is? Nah. Oh, man, Jack Harlow bangs. Like, that dude inspired me, kind of inspired my music as well now. Like, the, kind of that, that vibey, groovy, like groovy, have a good, have a good time. Because mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, man, I've always I've always loved that to see people have a good time listening to my music when they start bobbing their head feeling good. I would rather have that than be an MC and have them think. Yeah, you know, have like okay, okay, but definitely some people do hit me up, and be like, hey man, bring that boom bat back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, but I think I like that that have fun, girls dancing. Mm-hmm. You know that, but um, yeah, Jack Harlow definitely inspired me to do that type of stuff, but. Yeah, I totally forgot we're talking. About <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot too. Yeah. Um, so for you mentioned nineteen, you signed from the label earlier. Uh, from nineteen to twenty one, where you're at now, were you making a lot of music, and how were you working on your craft? Oh man. To be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be dead ass real, man. Like I haven't put a hundred percent into music. Ever. Be honest, like I never have, as in like. As in hundred percent developing like like or like like giving everything to it. I think I've always been like man like that. What if you know that like fuck dude like. But as I'm working on my craft, I've definitely written like a, like a lot of songs. I spent a lot of my, like a, I'm a, I'm an independent artist, and I don't like to go into. I don't like to go into to a home studio anymore, man. Like I've been to way too many studio sessions. Like if I'm gonna pay for something to get a product, I'm gonna go straight to like a managed like. Like a business place, mm-hmm. and the place I was standing in called Hybrid Studios. Oh man, that's like a beautiful sound. But because yeah. I've been to producers, home studios, they're just drugged up. Like yo, oh, like, yeah. come on, bro. Like this one time I went to the studio. I'm not gonna drop any names, but um, <laughs> but uh, we were in the studio, man. There wasn't even a booth or nothing like that. And I was like, all right, man. Yo, it is what it is. I'm gonna give him a chance. It's just like in his room or what? It was in like a business place. Oh okay. And then so like the screen was here and the mic is here. It's, like. The screen is here and then the mic is here. And I'm looking over and this is closing his eyes. <laughs> I'm uh, like, my first, I was like, oh, dude, like, I was like, all right, dad, I'm just going to pay you money. I'm going to get out. You know, mm-hmm. like, the same for me, but I thank you for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Shout out to Cam at Hybrid Studios. Cameron Ray, I think. Hey, he's, a, he's a beautiful fucking, he is, his sound is amazing, man. He's the best I've ever had, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, shout out Hybrid Studios and Cam, man. Have you ever produced something on your own, like even in your early days? Because I know you took that audio production class in high school. Oh, uh, actually, no. I, I feel like right now, a lot of people tell me that, like, yo, you should just start producing, making your own beats and stuff like that. But 
that's a whole different type of animal. I feel like yeah. right now, right now, I just gotta focus on you know writing lyrics, creating melodies, and singing mm-hmm. hooks. And then I'll be good with that. Because if if you throw that into it, that's a whole other equation I'm doing at the same time. That'll come a time though. Mm-hmm. I think that once my name starts to buzz, and I'm, you know, one day. I don't have to work a nine to five anymore. Yeah. And then it's money. It's all music, 24-7 music. Mm-hmm. Going to the studio every single day, then that's when I start producing my own stuff is in like beats. But I don't think ever recording, like I don't I don't think I ever want to start like recording myself and then mixing and mastering. Mm-hmm. The most I would do to be happy with right now, maybe in six months that'll change. Maybe in a year. Maybe tomorrow I'll be like, you know, I want to start recording myself and like really chase it. But truthfully, I don't see that. You know, maybe in a couple of years I'll be like, hey, I want to produce because I'm, that far in the game and I got them experience yeah. and I'm ready mm-hmm. definitely but right now no I haven't produced anything no I haven't yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's it's a tough world to do oh, I, yeah. I give props to the people who did both yeah. back in the day whether it's Dr. Dre DJ Quick yeah um, Jay Dilla and guys like that you know what I mean like or Kanye West even you know people don't give Kanye West a lot of credit too yeah. for his production but yeah. man those guys are so talented where they could be considered you know really good at one thing which is extremely hard to do in rapping and then another one in pr- producing a yeah, lot of their stuff the science of the track yeah is, so it's just you know it's a whole different animal mm-hmm. it's all like people don't understand people don't get how much goes into making the song mm-hmm. not even the lyrics like that's not the lyrics or the melody just creating that sound that you think is dope mm-hmm. like that takes so much and like shout out to producers and engineers that do it and they don't get enough recognition they mm-hmm. really don't you know they just get like a little song credit. Yeah, you know? they get those, but they, they definitely get the money and stuff like that and the song credit, but like to the listener, people mm-hmm. who just listen to music, you know, right. there are people who listen to music and there are people who listen to music. You know what I mean? There's a, definitely a really good line that sets apart a lot of people that have that, that listen to music, then you listen, listen to music. Right. Down to, to the synths and down mm-hmm. to the mix and down to the master. And um, yeah, man, you know, I've always, I've always had that certain respect because I've seen guys sit in that studio for hours trying to mix and master, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh man, that's crazy. And they give me a product that I'm so happy with. Yeah. And it's like, man, thank you. You know, like this would not be possible without that brain of yours to like make what I want come true, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I just, yeah, man, they, don't, they just don't, definitely don't get enough respect. I know that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe the most like DJ Mustard and like the people, and like DJ Esco, like they, they oh, drop. Yeah. They drop albums themselves with their names on it and they yeah. have artists featured. That's awesome, you know? Yeah. Like DJ Khaled. Yeah. Like he he's doesn't, he doesn't make music, but he makes the music and he has artists come on like the album-wise. Mm-hmm. But um, He puts people together. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. So when you write your lyrics, well, explain to me that process. How do you start writing lyrics and where, where do you draw inspiration from? <laughs> oh, man. That's such a good question, bro. That is such a good question. When I write music, man, it just has to be a vibe, you know. I just have to be in that moment, cause I I can write music, but then it won't be like, it won't feel real, you know, unless it actually is real. Cause I can write something, and I'll be like, ah, oh, you know, like I don't I don't wanna, I don't wanna like have that. I don't wanna like ex I don't say expose myself that badly, but like I don't wanna exploit like you mm. know things. But my process of writing music is basically just like, um, yeah, just like inspiration to what I go through, basically, you know, like. Most artists, but sometimes it takes me long to write. Sometimes it takes me a long time to write music. It can be like six months to forty-five minutes mm-hmm. to write a song. You know, I'll like Dang. make a song, and then it'll it'll take six months. Sometimes it'll take an hour. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. I've I've heard like my writing process is differently because I go with sounds. Like I don't go with words. That's why a lot of people like my flow because like when I write lyrics, 
I don't I don't think of words. I think it sounds. Oh, okay. Like suffixes and pre like um like inner rhymes and outer rhymes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really like that's what really changed me too. Is like as an MC to an artist, having that wave instead of like kind of instead of like this, mm-hmm. it's more like this. Could you? It's like it's it sounds fluid. like you're floating on yeah. the beat. Yeah. But um. Yeah, man. I feel like I've always been blessed with like writing music, and then it sucks, but you have to go through something to write about it. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of these artists out here, they just they just speak about stuff they haven't gone through. Not saying that's wrong or anything like that, but like I've always believed as when you're creating this masterpiece and you put your name on it, make sure you made those paintbrush strokes. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, you made those paintbrush strokes, you know? Mm-hmm. So you say you're into sounds when you record or when you're looking to make a song. Do you want to hear the instrumental first or do you write the lyrics first and find an instrumental that fits? Oh, no, definitely. I have to, like, find the instrumental first. But you can definitely, like, do that as in, like, the different, some uh, some songs are the same BPMs and you can write different verses to different songs. But um, I'll know I'll write a song the first 10 seconds of the instrumental. Like, mm-hmm. I've been, I feel like, a, I've never had a producer that's like, hey man, like, are right, you're my producer and let's make a, let's make a, a project together as in like, you do everyone. I feel like I'm so super like, picky with my beats, bro. Like, I'm very picky with my beats. And then, um, yeah, the first 10 seconds I'll know if it's groovy or not and if I can write to it. Mm-hmm. But like, I've never, um, I've never written like, lyrics and then like, put an instrumental behind it. I feel like that's like, way kind of hard. Unless I, Unless I spit, unless I spit it, knowing what BPM was, I made an instrument of myself behind it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'll be able to like put something behind it that someone else made already. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you look for in an instrumental? Feeling, you have to feel it. It has to hit your soul. Honestly, like I'll know an instrument. I've been look. I get. I I go to YouTube for most of my beats, and then mm-hmm. I go on B stars, and all of them have B stars. But like. I know a beat's gonna be good just by the picture, how many instru- how many views it has, and by how many subscribers they have. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of like unknown producers have banger beats. You know what I mean? But yeah, I've never met a I've never met a producer that's like, hey man, like we need to work together. But I'm looking for one. So mm-hmm. y'all producers, man, hit me up. See if we can work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like right now, I'm not looking to like collaborate with any other rappers. You know, and I feel like right now, I'm gonna. I'm in a mindset where okay, I want to drop a solo project that's myself. That when we look back in a couple of years, when I do start to buzz, we're like, all right, man, this is his project alone, you know. But uh, I've had like people like hit me up, say this and that, like let's let's work together. But yeah, I think right now I'm just focused on you know, just pushing myself as 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 myself as solo without any outside forces helping that, you know. Because if I do, if when this project does make a name for itself. I'm the, I don't want to be like oh cause that guy was on my track like his fans hit me up and he said yeah I was dope mm-hmm. I'd rather like my stuff bubble and then have my people show other people and then yeah. their people be like hey man like this kid Batista this kid fucking gold over here he's dope mm-hmm. I'd rather have it like that than me start reaching out and then people that reach out to me you know mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that, I don't know if that's just my pride but yeah I'd rather have it myself than have like any other people you know like Say they helped me with it. That kind of sounded fucked up, but no, no, I feel you. Though. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. It, it means more when you can do it yourself. Yeah, like when J Cole dropped a uh, Four Souls Drive. Yeah, no features. Solo. Like... Yeah, yeah, no features. Even platinum. Yeah, exactly. It's like a different kind of. Yeah, I'm not saying it's gonna platinum nothing like that, but I'm saying like this is gonna put. I have such a good feeling though that that mm-hmm. that this music video that I'm dropping, this project that I'm dropping, is gonna like buzz. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's gonna get me rich like that, but it's gonna be like, hey man, like this guy's rapping again. We should listen to him. Yeah. Over the next like year. Like or genuine. Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Like listen, like like a year or two, like he's gonna make something, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Because I'm going to be realistic about it, man. Like, it's funny, a lot of my friends are like, oh, man, like this, you're fucking getting big. It's like, honestly, man, I'm not. You know, yeah. like, to be honest, like, I'm not. But it's just more of the potential that I see in myself when I do small things like this and it gets love. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always thought, I don't want to take my music and shove it down someone's throat. Like, this is my stuff, this is my stuff. <laughs> I'd rather, hey, man, here's a plate to eat. Do you want to eat it? You yeah, know? exactly. And, and like my, 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 my cousin said it beautifully. He said, man, like, your stuff's good enough to not do that. You right. know what I mean? And once he said that, man, I felt a little better about myself. I was like, hey, man, you know, I can push it out there a little more. You That's know? cool. Just as in, like, media, as in pictures, updates, because... That's all important now, too, because yeah. everyone's on Instagram. Yeah. And and stuff. I'm very private. Like, honestly, I'm very private with my life. Yeah. And I feel like uh, I, I can be if I want to chase this thing that I got. Like, I can be. I got to say, oh, I got to start being more in events. I mm-hmm. got to start being more interactive. Mm-hmm. I got to start putting myself out there, as in um, just being at shows, you know, at other people's shows. True. Yeah. Cause shoot is I just like sit in my room and write music and I don't show no anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um that's God on a shoot. Like I'm serious, <laughs> bro. Like that's I just crazy, write though. yeah, I just write music in my in my room mm-hmm. and then I just record it and then I put it in my vault and I listen to it myself over and over again and think like one day this is gonna blow up, you know? <laughs> Honestly, it's not like I sit and like it's not good. Yeah. Cause it, I've been humble, man, for like a long time, you know. I've always told myself be humble, but my other cousin, my brother-in-law said, "Like, don't be humble. Be don't be humble. Be hungry. Like, it's mm-hmm. time to be hungry now. You, you've been humble long enough. You right. know, you've been sitting on this for way long. Like, like what else? Like, what, what is stopping you from doing it? Yeah. And I think just the biggest thing that's stopping me right now from from just like waiting to release music because I haven't released music. A song that I've actually like loved was probably since like uh, 2017, and it's 2020. Now, Damn. You know? three years. So old. yeah, so it's been a while. So just dropping like little snippets of stuff that I have and seeing how much people support me it's like what if I actually drop this project and I drop this single every two weeks mm-hmm. every three weeks you know like and drop more videos and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I see potential in it all and, and others do as well and that's how, that just like makes me drive even harder for it mm-hmm. and trying to get myself straight but everybody's got responsibilities got that 9 to 5 got those bills so yeah so yeah, definitely man, man you don't know stop I mean? too yeah don't stop it doesn't stop man <laughs> it doesn't man so this next project you're talking about uh-huh. you have a title for it it's called Sorry for the Wait man so I think that like uh, definitely uh, <laughs> it definitely epitomizes this whole thing you know like, sorry for the way because I've been I've been teasing this project for about a year now and it's everything it, it just has to feel right you know and, and I feel like this last year like it hasn't felt right you know but uh, it's getting better you know as in like me getting comfortable and then me strategically planning this 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 release you know because I really wanted to bang like I want to have a release party. I want people to be there. You know, like I want everything because because it has to. If you don't treat it like it's gonna, if it's real, then it's not gonna be real. You know, like is it a hobby or is it a career path at this point? Because mm. if 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 you invested how much I've invested, dog, it has to be a career. Yeah. From the thousands yeah. of dollars to the studio time to everything, like I got no studio time. Studio time isn't cheap. Leasing for beaches isn't cheap. You know, like yeah. all that is not cheap, bro. Like. I be spending paychecks on you sometimes, and it's like, dude, like, like if people if people only knew how much mm-hmm. you have to invest for this, like, it's tough. It's tough, man. Yeah. But we keep on going, like you know, it's like God knows I'm taking the bus at four thirty a.m. to get to work every day, and still trying to pay for studio time. I'd rather pay. I would rather pay for studio time than fix my car to get than to take it to work. I'm so dead real, like. Yeah. I would rather I would rather get six hours of studio time, which costs me. I'm not gonna tell you how much that shit costs. But if I, I'd rather get six hours of studio time, twelve hours of studio time, 
than buy a car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I, I see myself, I see myself really, you know, really doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, really, you know, rocking on front of stages, having people sing along to my stuff. Mm-hmm. Let us sit back in astonishment and just be like, whoa, that was crazy. Yeah. And the number one thing, like, people have told me, at least in my industry, too, like, getting into media and Definitely. sports world, is you got to make sacrifices. Oh, yeah. You mean, like, those Saturdays where everyone out is out partying? Like, I've always been the kid to stay in, so, like, partying wasn't my thing from yeah. the get. But, you know what I mean? Like, now, Saturday nights I love, or Friday nights, like, yesterday, man, what I did was read and, like, work on the podcast, like, yeah. listen to your music, kind of study up on you. Yeah. But just, like, I'm constantly, like, working, I feel like. There is yeah. no... I don't... I mean, I do make time because I do have a girlfriend and yeah. I, she teaches me to actually like relax here and there because yeah, I used to be just like all oh, work, work, no work, play. Work, yeah. And that can kind of like, you know, that can kind of drive you insane. A yeah, bit. definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you take know. a break sometimes. <laughs> exactly. I gotta take a break sometimes. Gotta take a break. But, you know, when you're really passionate about something like this and especially something like the industries that we're in, mm. you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, whether it's yeah. not having the fancy car or not having the car that works. Or, yeah. Because I mean, people frown on the bus and it's funny. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, that's the, I don't know if it's what like what happened in our society where uh-huh. people frown upon the bus, but it's yeah. like, bro, you get from point A to point B. Like, yeah. I don't give a damn. Like, hey, it's like, hey, I'm still getting there. It might not be women, but like, I'm still getting there. I'm getting mm-hmm. what I have to do done. Yeah. Know? But uh, like I said before, remember how I was talking about uh, I moved from the ghetto to the suburbs, man, and that was like definitely a crazy experience because I mean I was in the suburbs, but I was still struggling in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I was like, well, you know. My mom tried to make it to me. She was working, you know, she was working two jobs, doing this and that, and all in hopes of getting me to a better school. Yeah. You know, and I was trying to, she was trying to make me do better than she did when she was younger. That's in going to school, getting good grades, you know, keeping your head down and working instead of, instead of doing, you know, doing wrong, you yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, man, I forgot what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I just talking about sacrifices, yeah, man. Oh, sacrifices, stuff that you yeah. got to, you're talking about your car and taking the bus to work. I mean, there's whole lot of cities where there's so much traffic, people don't mind taking the bus. People yeah. take, you know, public transportation more often. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a trip, especially in Orange County. Like, there's a lot of people that they won't go anywhere just because they won't take the bus. I remember me and some friends in high school, we took, because I live off Catella, it's a main street. You take huh. Catella all the way down to beach and you can go on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just two bus, tran- uh, what do you call those? Tran- Transitions. Transitions, yeah. yeah. You mean just two, two buses and you're yeah. already at the beach and it takes... Took like maybe you know almost two hours, but it's not yeah. that bad. You know, I mean, yeah. if you really want to get to the beach, there's a way for you to get to the beach. Yeah, and you don't have a car. You just gotta suck your part up and take that bus. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and I feel like I don't know. I was always comfortable with it. When I was at Golden West um, Community College, I got my car stolen. So for like the, la- the last like two months of a semester, it was like uh-huh. a month and a half. But oh <laughs> wait, what happened? Your truck car get stolen? Dude, I was at I was in the I parked in the parking lot. Uh-huh. I had one of those. I took an intro to anatomy because I couldn't get into bio, but oh. it was just a science class and there was a lab right after it. Oh. And so the the class is an hour 15. The lab is like another two hours on top of what that. What kind of car did you have? Just a 96 Honda. Oh, okay, that was a Honda. That's why I got jacked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a Honda. Yeah. I had a Honda one time, bro. Oh, my, okay, so one time my car was stuck. Those things are so easy to Yeah, break one time my car... You ever hear the shake keys? Yeah. A shake key or the, a shave key and you, you shake it mm-hmm. and you start the ignition? Yeah, my car was stolen, but then my throttle body was busted. Oh. So, to, so when you drive it sometimes, it wouldn't start again when you turn it off. So I guess they stole the car, and then they took it like a couple blocks down, and they start, and they turned it off, and they hotboxed in it. 
And then they left because they wouldn't start again. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, it was perfect time. <laughs> oh, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they like, just left it there, huh? It was, in, it was in a neighborhood, and then it was like five neighborhoods down. Because I, I spent like three hours just walking around. Like, dude, where's my car at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's the trip. Yeah, I was in, so I was in my freaking lab class, and I oh. get out of my lab class, go out to my car, thinking like, hey, and I had shit in there too, because I was gonna, I was still playing football at the time. Yeah. So um, I had my stuff ready for like a workout afterwards, and because like the lab class got out at one, to practice was like at two thirty three, whatever. But I just went out to the, you know, the parking lot, couldn't see my car, and I was like, what the fuck? I remember, dude, I was, like, so convinced my friends were playing a prank on me. I texted me, like, all right, guys, like, Yo, give it up. Where's my car? Uh-huh. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, come on, guys. You guys took my car and shit. And uh-huh. they're like, nah, like, we're, they're doing their own thing. And yeah. so I was like, oh, fuck. And so I walked around the whole school parking lot. Then I went to the campus police, and they're like, all right, put a report in. They put a report in with, like, Huntington Beach Police because that's where Golden uh-huh. West is. And then um, they found it, like, a week later in, like, some neighborhood in, um, in Westminster. Huh. But yeah, so and it was they they took everything, bro. Like I had a it wasn't a fancy stereo, but just a little stereo head yeah, with the ox, yeah. and then I had a subwoofer in the back. I had it's some like yeah, oh, so just like they took that out. They cleats, took, everything. Yeah, they took my cleats out, my workout shirt, and like I had a pre workout in there. Oh man, that was, everything, oh, bro. That they, I had like sucks. two footballs in there. They took. I was like, bro, oh, I could have just man. left that stuff in there though. I you know. know? <laughs> Waste all my gas. You gotta take my speakers. Yeah, you gotta take my music. They took. They took the because I had a bigger battery to support the sub uh-huh. so they took the battery left a cheap one they put it all on, on four spares <laughs> you know what's funny <laughs> it took, they stripped it too yeah they stripped it because i had like <laughs> nice black rims uh-huh. they weren't even nice they were like decent uh-huh. they were decent black rims but what they did i think there was like three tires on and then there were, you could tell they were putting the fourth one because they left the jack oh. they had a jack like one of those jacks you see at the auto shop yeah they left it at the scene of the way the car was. So, <laughs> so that's what rolled up because it bounced. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, man. Um, now that I look back at it, it's kind of funny. I remember when I was devastated when I was 18, 19 years old. You You're know, like, was like, yeah, but, you know, it's just like one of those parts of life that kind of just, like, knocks you down for a little bit, but yeah. you can always recover. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember when, uh, I remember when my car got jacked, dude. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, dude, like, why out of everyone's car? I had a... I had a 99 Civic LX. Uh-huh. So I was like, those cars get stolen left and right, man. That's one thing. If I ever have kids, I'm never getting them those like old beat up Hondas. Yeah. Bro. Like, dude, I, no know, I understand that they're cars, but people would jack into those things all the time. Too you easy. You always hear a story. Too easy. Yeah, they made those things too, too jackable. Yeah. <laughs> no security. They were inviting theft. Yeah. <laughs> These weren't even trying. They were just like, oh, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> That's crazy. So this project, sorry for the wait. Yes. What are some of the things that we should expect on it? A story, a story as well as a, a vibe. Mm-hmm. Definitely a little bit of both. I like to think that I can, I can, I can make music that that you can dance to as well as get a message. Mm-hmm. You know, bring that best of both worlds together. But um, change. That's one thing. I definitely want to change. Like from my old music to my new music, it's gonna be a definitely a change. You know, it's definitely a lot better. I think it is a lot better, as in uh, appeals to a bigger audience than more of just uh, like boom bap '90s bars type. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's expect some good ass music. That's for sure too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think that's super dope too that you can go from the boom bap to different styles. Switch yeah, your styles up because I was listening to your stuff on SoundCloud, dude, and I was just like, it took me back because for a long period of time, I my the homie who makes instrumentals for the show, uh-huh. he makes a lot of lo-fi beats. That's oh like hell his, yeah! That's his specialty, you know. 
Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. They tried to hit me up. <laughs> and yeah. I will, I will. I'll send you his information. But, you know, like, so when I was hearing a lot of your stuff on SoundCloud, I was like, oh, damn, this is dope. Like, this, this is lo-fi, heavy, yeah. you know, and, like, backpack rapping, that kind of stuff. And yes, now you can uh, switch it up. And... Hey, you say backpack rapping, bro? When I was, when I, when I uh, performed at Loera, I had a backpack on. <laughs> Something told me, dog, keep that backpack on and wrap your ass off in front of all those freaking kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! How how did that go? By the way, the rapping. It was dope, here. man. They they showed Cheers. me love. They showed me love. Like they knew I was rapping for a couple for like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, dude, you rap this and that." Like people knew I was good, but then they knew I was good when I performed in front of everybody. But like, uh, I got a taste of fame in high school, big dog. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Like, yeah, I had kids at parks be like, "Hey, Brian from the where? You the one that raps?" And I was just oh, kicking it at a park and shit. You dang, know? Okay. So I definitely like got a taste of that, and then and um, it just so potential, honestly, because you know a lot of kids rap and they're like, man, that kid's garbage, you know. Yeah. But, but Loera asked me to perform and come back, you know, and then I Magnolia, I performed the Magnolia. Damn, that's tight. Yeah, so like, I had teachers like I was failing my English class, and my teacher said, "How do you write like that?" But you're failing my class, Brian, and I just sat there and sat back, and I was like, "I'm sorry," yeah. you know, like. It's different, I, man. It's yeah, different. when you when you get support, like I said, man, like people have homies. See, my homie raps. My mm-hmm. homie raps. You know, like he's he, he raps. But everyone's like, man, whatever. Your homie raps. He probably you know just like Every, I got a few other homies that rap. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. and it's funny because I'll, I'll meet people that say and I rap, and they're like, yeah, I rap too, and they're we're freestyle, and it's like, yeah, homie, like I actually do this. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just a, hey, let's get drunk and let's freestyle with the yeah, homies. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm sitting writing, paying money for studio time, paying mm-hmm. money for exposure. You know, but yeah, so that's why when I tell people like, I'm very closed. You know, I'm a very close person, except to music and my friends and stuff like that. Like even going on this podcast, you know, like, this is like and I say it's hard for me, but I haven't uh, I haven't done something like this in a very yeah. long time. Just like openly talk for everyone to hear. Yeah. Like this thing isn't even right here. You know, like, I've been talking <laughs> like this thing isn't here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So just being that open is definitely very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think definitely think this is good. You know, a good step in me jumping back into it that's why I reached out to you and I appreciate yeah. you like having me on here of course bro it's amazing but um yeah man I just need to step out of my comfort zone and stop you know being such a it's, so it's, it's a tough, hurricane you know? yeah definitely and I feel like I mean you, you surprised me when you told me you were 21 cause yeah. you're younger you know like yeah, I, I don't want to sound like that old 25 yeah. year old again <laughs> yeah. in the podcast but like you I mean it, it does make a difference I, I remember being 21 and not oh, like not wanting to put myself out there you know yeah. and I wasn't even doing the podcast or anything yet so mm-hmm. I can only imagine, like, you, you'll, you, with time, like, you'll see your confidence grow. You'll yeah, see your definitely. comfortability grow. It's it's all going to come with yeah. you, with time. And I think I've definitely changed, like, this last year, man. Mm-hmm. I think that confidence is definitely there a lot more. Mm-hmm. Just as in, like, like I told you, remember I, told, I busted that performance a while ago? Mm-hmm. Well, the, at the Cool Lab Project, thank God. Shout out to the Cool Lab Project and Rocky and Alaz and Apollo Bebop. Um, they, uh... What they're doing out there is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it, they they're putting artists like me and others on a platform that we would never have. You know, shout out to Allahs again. But um, he's the one who created it. Um, yeah, man. Well, what they're doing out there is is unbelievable. Just just anybody can perform there. You know that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Anybody can go out there. 
So that, that's the crazy part about it. They like I don't have to have like a big a big following. Nah, you could be a first time. You could be a first time. You can go out there. You can dance. You can play violin. Mm-hmm. You got to crack jokes. You know, D- like dude, anything. I love that. Like there was a chick who came up there the last time I went. It was it was freezing. I think it was the week before Christmas, or it was the week of Christmas, the twenty sixth, freezing. But this girl, she came up with uh, she did comedian stand up, bro. And I yes. thought it was hilarious, yes. bro. That was I was I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, but um. But yeah, yeah. Sorry for the wait. It's definitely gonna be worth it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like it's worth the wait, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just appreciate everyone who stayed with me this whole time. That mm-hmm. I've had like long, long people, like a lot, like a lot of people, like like go with me for a long time. That check up on me, say, "Hey, how's music? This and that." Mm-hmm. So I've always taken that and been like, "Dude, what if I chase this 110 percent and yeah. put everything in?" You know. Mm-hmm. And that just uh, it, it's it's definitely a. Eye-opening and, and scary as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that I do this just for myself, music-wise. Like, I do this for a lot of people now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are on my back, like, I say counting on me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, dog, like, we know what you can do with it. Like, show everybody else what you can do with that right. shit, because we know. Basically, you know? if you drop, like, everyone, it won't just be yourself yeah. that's disappointed or a small group. It's going to yeah. be a few more people, yeah. Definitely, man. And, like, mm-hmm. like I'm astonished how many people, like, actually, like, mess with me, bro. Like, it's... yeah. It's crazy to think that like it's not just like one or two people. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's not just like fifteen or twenty people. Like uh-huh. it's 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 amazing, you know? Like um I used to be very different when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I was in like very close, very, very close, a lot more. Cause I was super open in high school. Like mm-hmm. I opened up like a book, bro. Like I've it sounds fucked up, but I got a taste of fame in high school, you know, and that really got to my head to a certain point. But I was like very open in high school and then once after high school dog I stopped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Why do you think that is? Confidence. Yeah. Confidence, definitely. I feel like I don't have much confidence in music anymore. But then, like, as as of, like, a year, I got that confidence back. And then something just came into my life right now that it's like, all right, you know, like, you really have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just as in, like, like, confidence in music when I said, like, when you write your lyrics and you spit them yourself and you know it's you, that's a different type than, than having someone else write it for you or you not believe what you're writing. Right. As in keeping it truthful. That all stems back to like you know being truthful to yourself and, and being humble and knowing where you came from because mm-hmm. a lot of these cats out here they they definitely they'll do anything for fame as in I've always said this you're either notorious or you're famous either way they know your name mm-hmm. you know as in like some of these kids are pulling stupid stunts on like a world star like hey let me go yeah disrespect somebody just to get my name for 15 seconds I hated that and like that and like yeah like, and that goes along with people making music like you're here today gone tomorrow you know like some of these artists some of these rappers are making music that's you make one song it bangs cool but then tomorrow there's gonna be another one like you dog mm-hmm. you know but I feel like music like J. Cole's or Kendrick Lamar's or like 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 Absol like you were saying like Stuff like that lives for eons, ever, mm-hmm. until this world is gone, you know? Because that's what they're going to talk about, the legacy. Hey, man, like, look what he stood for as a man. Yeah. And it wasn't just drugs. It wasn't just amusing women. It wasn't just having a good time at a party. Mm-hmm. It was speaking real truth, knowledge, that when you listen to it, you will grow from it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that's why I appreciate J. Cole so much. That's why he inspires me. That's why, like, I love getting... I, I've gotten the comparison, like, hey, man, you kind of sound like J. Cole, you know? Like, it's like... I sit back and I'm like, dog, you don't know how much like that comment. Like people, people hit me up, right? And they be like, man, like I hope all is well. Keep going in music. And I tell each person, like, you don't know how much that comment means to me mm-hmm. as an artist and as a person. Like that makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Like one person can say it, it'd be worth it. 
And the fact that it's multiple, 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 multiple people that hit me up, it's like, yo, like, mm-hmm. that is so crazy, you know? That's why I'm just so thankful yeah. that I get so much support because a lot of these other artists out here don't get support like I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that, that stems back to me, like, I'm throwing this gift away that I wasn't chasing music for the last year, two years. Mm-hmm. And but, it's uh, tough, too. I feel like us... You're going back to what you said, we're both Virgos. Yeah, definitely. I'm not an astrology major or whatever, but I know uh, we're like really hard on ourselves because yeah, we're our own hardest critic. Definitely. And so it's nice to see and have these out- people outside of us appreciate our work because then it makes us feel like, oh shit, we are doing something right. Because if we don't hear anything back, no compliment, I feel like for me is it could be very, I'm like very up in the air and my mind just kind of wanders. Did he yeah. like it? Did he not like it? Does it suck? Do people think it sucks? I'm not getting any feedback on it. Oh, definitely. And then, I, and then you know, every now and then I'll get like a wave of feedback. I'm just like, all right, all right, cool. I'm yeah, definitely. Good, you know? So it's kind of a, it's kind of a trip. I feel like, especially for me, from my standpoint, I'm like super hard on myself. Oh yeah. I expect perfection. It's like, dude, it's realistic, you know? Yeah. Every time. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard when you're perfectionist mm-hmm. and something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. That definitely, uh, it shakes you. It's a different type of heartbreak that others don't have. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a different type of heartbreak. Like I said, like when you invest so much and shit goes sour, you just look back and say, What could I have done better? Mm-hmm. And you just harden yourself. What could I have done better yeah. to make it like what I wanted it to be? Yeah. And I feel like, as of lately, dog, I've I've been having to like really sit back and tell myself, Hey man, like you did your absolute best. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just wasn't meant for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there there was another opportunity that's meant for you in the future that is going to be ten times better than it was. Right. And then I think the... Yeah, man. Life is life is so crazy. And me being such a young age and just trying to suck everything in, like... Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm like Atlas trying to have the, have the whole world on my shoulders. Right. And I have to have my family like, yo, Brian, chill out. You know, like you don't gotta you don't gotta stress over all this shit. You yeah, know? that's why, dude. That's why I love my girlfriend the most. Cause, yeah, cause man, because she's yeah, she, exactly. She helps me like keep it in check. Like the world's not gonna end if you don't do this. I'm yeah. Like, all right, it, you're right. You're right. It's it's good to be grounded sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we. Oh man, you probably know exactly what's that like. Dude, what that's like. Hundred percent, man. 100% and it's like putting that like, stress on yourself. You know, it's like. Just like you know, like smell the roses, chill out, like feel the air. You mm-hmm. know, stop going so fast. That's what I, that's, yeah, enjoy life a little bit more. Enjoy life a little more because I like to consider myself an old soul. You know, like I've been here, like I may be 21, but I've been here a lot longer than 21. I feel like every single time, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I get too caught up in that, like I'm still young. Have a good time, you know. Like appreciate that you're here. Not just don't be so end goal, end goal, end goal. What is the end goal? You know, not not just more like, hey man, like mm-hmm. sitting here, you know, have a good time while it lasts. But, so this project is the plan for it to drop in 2020 it's definitely coming probably in like three months I'm hopefully I'm looking for like like May or June mm-hmm. to be honest but I wanna I wanna drop seven songs on it have good ones on it mm-hmm. and if that means recording 20 more taking three recording 20 more taking seven and erasing all these ones I have right now you never know but I have a I have a good I have a good feeling on this man and like um yeah, I got this music video coming out. I got a couple music videos coming out, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. When do you plan on dropping those? If you have a specific date set already, uh, I'm probably gonna drop the video March, like mid March. So at the end of this month, we have a couple more shoe days, and we're gonna we're gonna jam it out, okay. man. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing experience, man. Like, thank you for being, of course, you know, man. thank you, like of honestly. So like like I said, man, we're gonna look back in a couple years, dog. We're gonna laugh. We're like, yo, remember that time we did the podcast and you're 
in your in your mom's, mom's pad, living you know, room. Yeah, you know, dude, do you remember that? And we're just gonna laugh on it, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I truly believe that. And if if we manifest that and put it into our world and we make it a reality, it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in energy. Like I really am. One thing I've noticed in life is if you look for darkness, you're going to find that darkness. Oh, hell yeah. And you're going to find it Quick. really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. It's hard to lose, too. Yeah. and But if you look for if you look for light, like, I promise, homie, you're going to find light. There you, know? you go. Man, I like that shit. That was yeah. dope. That was that was a nice little yeah. quote right there. Same. I feel like I've always said that. You know, mm-hmm. like, you attract what you give. And I feel like it's in my life, man, I for a long, like, when I wasn't doing music, it was a lot of darkness. I was looking for darkness. Yeah. And I found it. I found it, you know, and I didn't like it. And I feel like as of recent, like a year ago, when I started making Sorry for the Weight, it more came out to light, and I started looking at the line of life. Yeah, man. Before we end this show, I do like to ask all my guests some fun oh. questions at the end. Just oh, kind of get the listeners to know you a little bit more. If you could have any topping on a pizza, what would it be? Is it just one? It could be any top. Yeah, okay. any toppings. All right, honestly, I'm a, I like a sausage, man. Sausage and pepperoni. But I wouldn't mind. Honestly, I like pineapples on pizza. Oh, you do? But it's gonna oh, okay, be, okay. it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gotta be like turkey bacon or something with pineapples. But okay. What about you? You don't like pineapples? No pineapples. Oh, I can't, no. I can't do pineapples on pizza. Oh no. Pineapples in general are cool. Pineapples on burgers are cool, but not pizza. pizza? Nah. Oh man. I just don't like it with the cheese and the sauce. Yeah, definitely. I just, I, it's, it's an not acquired for me. taste. Yeah, it's an acquired yeah. taste. I and I feel like in high school it wasn't that big of a like fad, uh-huh. but now like. You know, out of nowhere, like, out of nowhere, just, just like regained out. popularity or yeah. just went to the mainstream. Where I feel like I'm the minority now, where people don't uh-huh. like uh, pineapple, pineapple on pizza? pizza. Where now it's like the majority. Everyone's like, like pineapples. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? The oh. Pineapple hype is real. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, an awesome question to ask. <laughs> yeah, you, you can have a dream dinner with any you know people that are dead or alive, people that you were inspired by. Who would you have at that dinner? Three people off the top of your head. Three people off the top of my head. It would have to be J. Cole, Jack Harlow, and I'm trying to think of someone that's not a rapper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like Who's that one philosopher? Socrates. Oh, okay. There you yeah, because I feel like all those three together, I would gain so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like J. Cole would be that that grounded type, and and the Socrates would be more more of like wisdomic, like mm-hmm. wisdom, what like wisdom. Oh hell yeah! And then yeah. J- J- Jack Harlow would be like that good, have a good time type. You yeah. Know? And I feel like all of them balance each other. would balance me out. Like, you know what I mean? That's just so weird, but yeah, man. Like, I feel like that would definitely mm-hmm. ground me. And then all three of those guys in my life, like, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Definitely, that's a good group. That's yeah. a good group. Yeah, you definitely have to listen to Jack Harlow, though, man. He's this kid coming out of a, uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky. He's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he just got signed to Atlantic Records, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I'll check it out. But yeah, but he's dope, man. He's got a groovy type, like dancing, and like that's exactly what I want to emulate. Okay, have that good time. You know? I, I feel you. Definitely. If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? <laughs> I'd have a monkey, man. A monkey. Honestly, a monkey. That's a popular one, yo. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any kind of, or what's the reason behind the monkey? Uh, There's a girl in my life that wants a monkey, so I guess like we kind of want a monkey or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she just told me like what it is ago, she's like, I want a monkey out of nowhere. And I was like, I have an exotic pet to be down to have a monkey because she was saying how, like, uh, how you, uh, 
they're just like children except they don't need very much mm-hmm. you know it's like kids when they grow up they need a bunch of shit yeah, yeah. The monkeys don't they just need like food and a little bit of love uh-huh. but with kids you gotta take them to school and shit and have a bunch of laws oh, yeah. yeah you can't like mistreat them or something like that <laughs> or like you're responsible for them to get older <laughs> yeah but with the monkeys mean. more like just a monkey you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it man yeah all right. What would you be our, our deal, your ideal getaway vacation? Ideal getaway vacation. Oh man. My ideal getaway vacation would probably be going out to New York with my brother Joseph. Mm. Yeah, he's not my real brother, but yeah, my brother Joseph Vasco lives out in New York, going to school out there. I've always wanted to go out there to go visit him. He's got a room out there. He's got an apartment out there. Damn, that's like. So definitely not a dream vacation, but it's definitely like, yeah. possible. But like that would be a dream for me to go out there and visit him mm-hmm. at his apartment, and then go hang out with him and his, him and his and girlfriend. New York's crazy too. Yeah. I've never been to New York either, yeah. but just fucking that's a huge ass city. Yeah, man. so much history. And there. He lives out there, goes to school, so that's why it's like, yo, what school? Uh, he goes to Fordham University, and his girlfriend goes to New York University. Okay, so yeah. they live out there, so it's dope. But yeah, that would be a dream of mine to go out there. I'm trying to, man. This year, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Yeah. What are some of your favorite movies of all time? Man, I don't even... Oh, to be honest, dude, I haven't watched a movie in a theater. Okay. In a theater since, a theater. like, Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Ooh, wow. A while ago, but... That is a long Favorite time ago, movie is gotta be, like, um, Training Day or Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Okay. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Denzel's a different kind of Yeah, man. he is. Yeah, he is. If you can go to any time period of history, what would where would you go to? Oh, I'd watch Pac Rap. Mm-hmm. i go back and watch Tupac Rap. Okay. In, in a concert. Yeah. Or like Jay-Z. So 90s? Late yeah. 90s? Or mid-90s? Yeah. There you go. Like 95 to like 99, you know? I go I go there. Because I feel like um, when I first started rapping, when I was, I would have blown up in the 90s. Like, honestly, in this video, I would have I been, been money, bro. Dude, like, the 90s rap was different, man. Yeah. Like, all like, the different sounds that were coming yeah. out. Yeah. And just, just that, just that, the head bobbing like this all the time, like that, I would, I would have blown up if I was, <laughs> if I was eighteen in nineteen ninety eight, I would have yeah. been money. I was born ninety eight, but if I was eighteen in ninety eight, <laughs> it, w- it would have been on, homie. It would have been done. <laughs> like, <laughs> you tell yeah. your parents like, man, why couldn't you been eighteen years yeah. earlier? <laughs> I feel that, bro. But yeah, that boom bap era, the golden era. I definitely go back to that. Yeah. yeah, that always, it's always. In- I like watching a lot of hip hop documentaries or just stuff. Definitely. Related to those, did you ever see the um, Wu Tang, the American Saga? Um, I saw Hulu? the show. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, dude, yeah. that was so much fun too. That watching dope. that one, that so it's kind of cool to see like stuff like that, whether it's fictional or non-fiction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Last question: If you could learn any new skill, what would you want to learn? Producing. Producing. There you Producing. Go. That would be it. Like, yeah, if I could, if I could mix, master, produce, engineer, and write all my songs, mm-hmm. that's what it would be. Like I said, you know, I, I want to have that that satisfaction of doing it all myself. Like that's what it would be. Awesome, but eventually it will. Yeah. So yeah. Man. All right. Well, really appreciate you again for hopping on the show. Yeah, definitely. If you want to plug anything, whether it's Instagram or can the people find your music? Oh yeah, uh, my Instagram is going to be uh, my Instagram is my biggest platform. It's going to be a B four U T I S T four underscore at Instagram. Yeah, man. But that's that's where. That's where I drop all my stuff, and my Spotify will be up soon, but yeah, man. I really appreciate you again for taking the time out of your day. This was a lot of fun. Hope to have you back. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Like, Thank you for this opportunity, man. Like, Thank you, Thomas. It's amazing.
Noah Alvarez here. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. If you really enjoyed that conversation with Brian Bautista and myself, I highly encourage you guys to hop on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, go give it five stars, or just spread the podcast via word of mouth. That's a great way to talk about the podcast too, whether it's texting your best friend, uh, calling your grandma, sending an email to your professor. Hey, I just found this new podcast. Maybe can I get some extra credit? Nah, I'm just kidding. That's not going to probably work. But nonetheless, I'd greatly appreciate any support of the podcast. Uh, much love to everyone listening, guys. Again, thanks to Brian Bautista for being a part of this show. Thanks to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental. And thanks to Vince Correa for helping out with them on Mike and I Instagram page, which you should go follow at my period Mike and period I on Instagram. If, you're, uh, if you guys are on Twitter, be sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. I'm doing a lot of different things on there too. I'm just going to have a lot of content coming out in 2020. This is just the year. Like I said earlier in the show, all gas, no breaks for the Mike and I podcast and just me as an individual multimedia journalist who's trying to come up in the industry. So really appreciate you guys fucking with the podcast. Much love. This is Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.